In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. During Eastertide, instead of the usual Asperger's meal, we hear the Vidyakwan. So I thought that it would be good for us to try to investigate the meaning of the words that we sing in the Vidi Aquan. So the first words are Vidi Aquan, egrediente in the templo, alatere dextro. I saw water coming from the right side of the temple. My brethren, we can find these words in the book of the prophet Ezekiel, in the Old Testament. At that time, the temple of Jerusalem had been destroyed, and the people of God reduced to captivity in Babylon. So God wanted to console his people and to give them a message of hope through the mouth of his prophets. So Ezekiel was brought to the top of a mountain and there he had a vision. He saw the new temple of God and a source of water coming from the right side. This was a promise of salvation, a promise that God would not forsake His people. And one day, they would see the new temple, a temple in which would dwell the fullness of the divinity, the real temple of God, from whose right side would come forth a source of living waters for the salvation of mankind. But this prophecy remained a mystery for many and many centuries. The Jews they bowed their heads before these words, but they had no understanding. If we asked, what does this prophecy mean? They would not be able to answer. But the key to open the sense of these divine words is given to us in the New Testament by the Apostle St. John. St. John, whose purity made him able to penetrate the secrets of God himself. St. John, who dared to repose his head upon the heart of our Lord during the Last Supper, and to listen to the divine melody of his heartbeat. He is the one who is going to explain to us 
the meaning of the prophecy of Ezekiel. And it could not be different. It had to be St. John. Because he was the only apostle to follow the Master until the end. To follow our Lord up to Calvary. When all the others abandoned our Lord, he was the only one to remain faithful and to stand with the Blessed Virgin Mary at the foot of the cross. And it was there, at the top of that mountain, that St. John had a vision. And he saw one of the soldiers opened the side of Jesus with a sword. And there came out blood and water. My brethren, this is the same vision that Ezekiel had many centuries before the death of our Lord. But what Ezekiel saw in figure, St. John saw in reality. Because the temple is Christ, in which dwells the fullness of the divinity. And his side is the source, the fountain of living waters, which was opened for our salvation. So the promise of salvation that God had made to his people through the mouth of the prophet Ezekiel was accomplished on that day. When Jesus Christ gave his own life for us and from his side, from his heart, came out a source of living waters Waters which can heal our wounds. Waters which can clean our sins. Waters which can make us pure once again. But we could say that it's not enough. It's not enough that this source of life was opened for us. It was not enough if these waters do not touch us. Et omnes ad quos pervenit aquaista, salvi facti sunt. Only those who are touched by these waters can be saved. Listen to what, to what our Lord says. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. So if we are thirsty for salvation, if we long for eternal life, We have to come to Him 
and drink the living waters which come from his right side. We need, we must have contact with these living waters if we want to be alive ourselves. So it's not enough for our salvation that Christ died on the cross. It's not enough if we do not have contact with this mystery. Our Lord, by his life and death, acquired an immense treasure of merits, of spiritual graces, for each one of us. But if we do not come to have participation in this treasure, it does not help us. And we come to participation in the infinite treasure of the merits of the passion and death of our Lord through the sacraments. The sacraments are the seven fountains of living water which flow from the heart of Jesus for the salvation of mankind. Fountains of living waters. So every time we receive with devotion one of the sacraments of the church, we are being touched by the living waters of the heart of Jesus. Every time we receive one of the sacraments, we participate in the treasure of the merits of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we become spiritually rich. And this is the only richness that matters. But the heart of our Lord is not only a source through which we can receive the blessings of God, but His heart is also the gate through which we can enter into the kingdom of heaven. You, you may remember that when Adam and Eve were expelled from paradise, God placed at the gates an angel with a sword in order to protect the way that led to the tree of life. But if this first path was closed by the sword, a second path would be opened for us also by the sword. And that's the reason why Christ wanted his heart to be opened, to be pierced. So we could have a path through him towards eternal life. He is the way. And here we have the same logic as before. It's not enough to have a path opened in front of us. 
but we should follow it. St. Peter says that our Lord gave us the example so we could follow his footsteps. So we should follow our Lord in his life to imitate his examples. If we want to follow him in his glory, he's our savior, savior, but also our master. We should learn from him, from his words and from his examples. And that's why we bear the name of Christians. Because we are supposed, we are called to be like another Christ. And if we do not even try to imitate Jesus Christ, we are just pretending to be his disciples. So we have to look more into the gospel and see how our Lord lived, how he acted, how he spoke, and try to do the same according to our state in life. So before doing anything, we should ask ourselves, would our Lord do that? Would he speak like that? What would he do in this situation? Because if we do not try to imitate Jesus Christ, we are just pretending to be his disciples. So if we wanted to follow the path, which leads to eternal life. We should follow our master and imitate his examples. We have to conform our hearts to his sacred heart. And this is what, this is what we call the work of our sanctification. The work of our sanctification is a work of imitation. Imitation of Christ. Sanctification is not abstract, an abstract idea. It is our Lord that we have to imitate. So like in the time of Noah, when God saved only those who entered through the door of the ark, so in the same way now, only those who enter through the door of the heart of Jesus will be saved. Only those who follow him will be able to sing Alleluia on the last day. So my brethren, let us stand in spirit with Mary and John at the foot of the cross. Let us place ourselves there, looking at the side of our Lord opened 
by the sword, looking at this fountain of life, from which flow living waters, and let us remain there, underneath this divine source, in order to be washed, in order to be touched by these waters, so we may receive the pardon of our sins, the healing of our wounds, the strength to be holy, and the salvation of our souls. So truly, we can say with the prophet Ezekiel, yes, we saw living waters coming from the right side of the Savior. And only those who are touched by these waters can be saved. They shall sing eternally. Alleluia. So, my brethren, the fountain of life was opened for us on the cross. So let, these, so let these living waters touch you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.